much like in a recent promo from Tyler Bodine, where he mentioned the misdeeds of his tag team partner, he was stabbed in both the heart and... We're back with another okay. episode of What Are We Even Doing Here? That's great. I, is... I know you had said you were trying to figure out the best way to word it, and you could have gone with stabbed in the we're back. Damn it! <laughs> Alright, run it back. We're doing it over. Nope. No reduce. <laughs> Can we do it again? We're live, pal. Oh, we're, I'm sorry. It, the, the I'm sorry is the best part of that Sid promo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Week after week, you come out here and make me try to make me look like a jackass. Anyway, so this is the most interesting couple of fuckboards episodes that we're doing here. Yeah, this is a very rare. I think actually maybe the first ever daytime recording. I think that's that's fair. Yeah, um, it's also the first time that we've ever recorded not in the guest room. Yeah, we're in the living room today, and. Uh, it's different. It definitely is yeah. different. It's I'm a little strange. bit more comfortable than the bed, I'll be honest. Sure. Uh, we've also got Connor joining us today for... Hey, that's me. ...some back-to-back extreme championship wrestling action. Yes, uh, we're We're crossing. also going to be joined by Meg at some point during this, but definitely on the next one. These two episodes are going to be slightly more free-form, especially the next one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's which is going be- to be... We're we're keeping on with these firsts here. Yeah. We're cu- we're checking off some firsts. We and got uh, right now. We're gonna do the first ever ECW One Night Stand. Correct from the year of our Lord two thousand and five. And then the by default the first ever December <laughs> to dismember the first the last. The best, which is the worst. I hate that. That's also yeah. It is the technically best. it is the best. Yeah, the, um, it was the worst of times. It was the west of times. <laughs> Don, Don West, west of, of times. times. Go Don West, young man. Uh, so, um, but also that episode is going to be our first ever watch along. Right. So we're gonna end up basically when I yell play, you guys at home are gonna have this pay-per-view pulled up and hit play to get the full experience. If we get through with recording that and it's shit, you'll never hear it. But just know that we're planning on it. Yeah, yeah. Know that we sacrifice so much for you people. We're all about giving back to the fans, really. Indeed. We do this for the people. people. (laughs) Uh, I still need that Bane mask. Um, Guys... This is going to be a long, arduous recording session today. I think it's time to get it started. Gentlemen, mm-hmm. let's ring the bell. I think this is also... Thank you, Meg, for helping that with that. That was timed yeah. perfectly. Um, this is also the first time I think we've all been drinking the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, we're getting into some Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffees. Mm. Real good. We're getting this day started off correctly. Yes. Getting the, the morning off right at 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, wrestling news, flyer, y'all got anything? Um, I don't have anything. <laughs> I gotta be honest, real unprepared for this. My brain the, is mush. The, the shoot promo section, anybody got anything? I do not have any updates on my car yet, as 
that update was given mm. four days ago when we recorded. I have a car update. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yours is also fucked. Yeah, I absolutely wrecked my shit. Um, <laughs> got into a car crash after a show last weekend, um, wherein I smashed the passenger headlight assembly and hood. Um, however, I have a friend who bought a shitty Ford Focus some odd months ago uh, for $150, and it Jesus. is undrivable because the transmission is completely shot on it. So he said that I could possibly part out pieces of his okay. Ford Focus. So you're just going to Frankenstein this yes. thing together into some sort of a... My goal here is to not... Two-door abomination? Yes. Yeah, it's a four-door. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, come on now. <laughs> it's a sedan, all right? It's luxury. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that is my hope. Uh, it's white, and my car is noticeably gray, uh, so I am going to look like a piece of shit, uh, but I think I'm just going to spray paint some sort of something on the hood just to really draw That's attention to myself. That's not going to help the looking like a piece of shit part. You... But I figure I would lean into it, you know? What, what you need to do is, when we were painting our kitchen... I went to Sherwin-Williams, and there was a young woman in there causing quite a stir, wanting to match a house paint to her vehicle. Uh, I, um, why? To paint it, Connor. <laughs> to paint it. And the guys at Sherwin-Williams, oh <laughs> I specifically remember saying, there's no way in hell that's going to work, but we'll let her. <laughs> the car would also have, like, a, a bizarre texture to it. Like, it would just look like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, in uh, The Regulators, where what the kid draws becomes reality, it would look like that. Yeah, it'll be the texture of crayon. Ugh. Gross. Um, I really only have one thing for the undercard, and it's basically, guys, we got back from St. Louis Anarchy hours ago. Watched a good portion of the show. You guys, I feel like, watched a good portion of the show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good show. Yeah. Really good show. Can I offer a wrestling hypothesis to stem off of wrestling news from a prior episode? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Talking about the dark side of the ring stuff. Yes. With all of the Ric Flair hubbub and he's uh -huh. been stripped of commercial spots and appearances and whatever. Do you think that now we hot shot the belt onto Orton or Cena a bunch of times or hot shot it onto Flair a bunch of times, uh, Charlotte Flair a bunch of times? To negate the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Interesting. And you can't... Nobody can tell me that the company's not petty enough to do that because... Nikki Bella held it for 365 when so-and-so held it for 364. And when Brock split back in like 03 or whatever, he was the youngest champion. Until the next year when Randall Orton eked it out by like a year. So... the. That's actually a really good question. I've not thought of that. I hadn't either. Uh, I imagine if Cena comes back, wins the belt for a day. That's all you drops need. Drops it, and then that's that. Then that's we just all you need. Keep. I'd honestly be really cross. That would make me really angry. It would. If I you did what, it for what's Cena. Orton at? 14. 14? 14. Because oh, he damn. wanted to go 15 for Roman and then had to change his Instagram or Twitter picture or whatever back to 14. Anyway. Oh. I can see them doing it with Charlotte like that, because she's at, what, 14? But I don't think that that takes the focus off of Ric Flair, because no matter what, Charlotte's only going to be known as Ric Flair's daughter. 
True. And Rick had said in an interview, no disrespect to Cena and Orton, I want Ashley to do it. So oh, yeah. right. maybe maybe Orton gets it a handful of times between now and... You know what they could do? Hmm. They could recognize Jerry Lawler's oh, 40 God. fucking Memphis World title ones. Wins? Ones? What? Or is this, <laughs> but is this a matter of who gets to be the most decorated problematic human being because you know what i guess you're right that's kind of not really you can't go here's a new paragon of virtue with a bunch (laughs) of titles jerry lawler Lawler. um i mean i i could see it happening i wouldn't be surprised i if if they do it with cena or for that matter if they do it with orton i'd rather it with cena because it's closer you'd have to you'd have to get orton a, a lot of title runs like relatively a lot of title runs to get to that point. Sure. But if they do it with Cena, I would want him to have a good run. I don't want it to be like a fucking fuck you one day, hey, you're not the guy anymore. That's fair. If they did it with him, I think it would be the win it at the Rumble, drop it at Mania. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. But if you do it with Orton, Lashley takes it off of Big E, onto Orton, onto Lashley, onto Orton, onto whoever again, Orton 17, yeehaw, and then whoever gets it off of Orton. Hell, at that point, make Matt Riddle turn on him, and then it's Riddle and Orton for the belt at, I don't know where. Bossmania. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'd like it to be Orton, because I'm incredibly biased about that Greek god. But, um, Understood. What is he like, though? Is he, is he officially or close to being the longest full-time wrestler um, on WWE's deal? Probably, because he would have... Really started full time in '03. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're coming up on 18. 18 years. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's a lot of. That's a long time to be full time. I think been recently, on stretches injured though too. Yeah, I think recently there was something about he was about to break a record for like most televised matches ever oh, yeah, in the company, yeah. and, and is close on pay per views. He's close Kane. on yeah. pay per views. Yeah, Kane and Jericho and Triple H were like the ones real high on that list. Uh, yeah, I could, ugh, oof. Um, I had really something. I had something and now I got nothing. Anyways, should we just get to this main event? Because I feel like we're going to have a good chunk to discuss on this. Sure. Yeah. I would like to discuss for my undercard quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, I've been spreading the good virtue that is this one angle from TNA in like 04. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um. It's My def- favorite wrestler, Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> He's top five, and he ain't number yep. five. Yep. Um, so when Kevin Nash is introduced to TNA, he is paired with Alex Shelley as a part of Paparazzi Productions. And folks, do yourself a favor and go out there and look it up, because it is some of the greatest wrestling television ever produced. We got a lot of mileage out of this in the car yesterday, yep. too. And I and I'm gonna go ahead and introduce the joke here because it might become a running uh-huh. gag here. And fuck the waveforms, by the way, because if we're gonna do this, we have to do it correctly. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be loud, guys. So the old body bag, <laughs> the old BB, the, the old, old dead guy in plastic <laughs> and canvas symboli- symbolizing the death of his career. <laughs> that old chestnut, <laughs> dust it off, Big Kev. <laughs> we're gonna give these wrestling fans something they haven't seen and. Two weeks. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the old Whoa. plastic on canvas with a dead guy inside of it. 
Dead guy, dead career, dead, 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 dead. I don't know what it is about, like, calling a body bag a BB. <laughs> the old BB! That, that EMT from early 2000s, Ross? Oh, we, we, oh. we, friend of the show, or not friend, friend of the show, maybe, friend of the show, Barbara Bush, yes, yes BB. Hey, BB! We uh, discussed her on the uh, <laughs> 2000 Royal Rumble episode. Mm-hmm. In the greatest event. <laughs> the most oh. prestigious event of the new millennium. Nothing has eclipsed it, by the way. No. Uh, <laughs> God. I'm still waiting. So Nothing good. even comes close. No, Five really star doesn't. matches, 30 minute classics. <laughs> no. Nah, we, we need Bus Rumble 2000. <laughs> I need Andy Richter judging Miss <laughs> <laughs> Rumble 2000. God. Oh. I, also, I, I know that I pointed out when we covered it, but the, when they call it the first ever Miss Rumble 2000, which means that by it, they would have had to have had another Rumble in 2000 and ran that contest back. No, I need in 2001 to, for them to have the second annual Miss Rumble 2000. Okay, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh um, my god. The old BB! The uh, old BB! The old dead guy in a dead bag in a dead canvas. <laughs> oh, fuck. I um, love that I have no context for what this is, and I will not look the, it up for clarity. The Kevin oh, Nash paparazzi incredible. production stuff was great, and it also gave me one of my absolute favorite jokes ever, where he's talking about being on top or whatever, and he's like, sold out Madison Square Garden, 35,000 people there to see me as world champion. Does Madison Square Garden even hold that many people? Did that night. <laughs> He had like at one point he had a, a <laughs> graph. bar graph. And it was like <laughs> hand drawn bar graph where it's like uh, Hogan, Diesel, Hart, Sean, Austin Rock. Okay. Or something in that order. He's like going through the numbers. He was, was like, see, when Hogan was on top, he drew about 50 million, which, you know, not bad, you know. And then you move over to, the, to the, Bret Hart. That's, you know. <laughs> A little less, thirty-five million, but still nothing to sneeze at. The bars, by the way, for this fifty and thirty-five million are like an inch to two inches above their name. Like it's a tiny bar on this on this graph. So then the next one, he's like, but then with Kevin Nash on top as the Diesel character, hundred million plus. The, the bar goes to like the top of the poster board or something. That's it's before incredible. merch. Too. That's before merch. <laughs> it's incredible. Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> like, and then he talks about like moving forward to like. Sean and then uh, Austin and Rock, and he's like, and Rock only drawn like eighteen million, you know, like, <laughs> like incredible. It's just so good. The push-up contest is a personal favorite of mine oh as well. God. The but, all the uh, Doctor Nash stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. like, you didn't get to this one, but there's one where he is like talking with uh, Kurt Angle, okay, as like his therapist, amazing. And Kurt is laying down like he's on the couch, but it's in a tanning bed. <laughs> and so at the end of the bit the joke is like Nash stands up and he's just wearing a speedo and gets into the tanning bed. It's incredible. Uh also the bit during that paparazzi productions run where he was I'm so pissed that we never had it was gonna be Kevin Nash versus Chris Saban for the X Division title. Yep. And that morning he had like a minor heart attack, so they had to pull him from the card. But then he's still on the show in this promo. Has a minor heart and like TNA like put it out like online immediately. They're like he had a minor heart attack. He's been in and out of the hospital in probably like ninety minutes. He's he's fine, but you know we're not letting him wrestle this that and the other. Borash interviews Nash on this pay per view. He is in a wheelchair and wearing a neck brace, <laughs> and it's just 
Kevin Nash, how are you feeling? You were set to challenge for the X Division title tonight, and it's just, well, it's the darkest day of my life, JB. Come here today, ready to compete, be a champion. Now look at me. I'm a shell of my former self. <laughs> Barely even a man. <laughs> I would just like to point out that he had a minor heart attack and didn't wrestle, proving he's just a giant pussy, because Corporal Robinson had dead bones for all those years oh, and did yeah, so much work. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Corporal Robinson was once diagnosed by a friend of ours as having, quote, dead bones. I don't know what that means. It, that does, the... it, it doesn't mean anything. It's, it's <laughs> gibberish. Like, you... Like, the idea that your body would be alive, but the bones in you would be dead. I believe he's held together with chicken wire and that insulation that they've outlawed because it causes cancer. That Pink Panther looking shit? Wait, it actually doesn't look like the Pink Panther. They just used the Pink Panther as their mascot. Correct. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when they were, like when we were kids and you would see commercials like that for insulation? Mm-hmm. Like, Eat it. It's pink insulation. I know, but like, mm, there's there's bass. things yeah. now that I just think that you don't see advert like the Got Milk campaign. That like, yeah, because then all of a sudden it was these farming practices are unethical and milk for but, milk from uh, animals right. is terrible for humans. Your bones are decaying. Like maybe that was his problem. He should have had more milk. Kept his bones alive. Sure. Still no, I'm saying that like you used to table. just there's commercials that for stuff that don't happen. Like there, like there were there just were Joe be, Camel commercials. But to me, that's even like a specific... I'm talking like a commercial for just beef. It's what's for dinner. That's not like a brand or anything. That's just a, a thing that exists. Sure. They still do them for pork. The yeah, other white pork, meat. the other white meat, milk, uh, got milk, milk, it does a body good, the egg council. Yeah. Now, wait the egg council? <laughs> the egg council. Now, wait a minute. When you say pork, I'm... the other white meat, do you mean pork, the other white meat, or pork, the other white meat? There's a colon in there. There's Yeah. It's not a verb. Pork it, dude. Pork it. Pork it. <laughs> I'm going to pork my white meat. <laughs> oh. oh, no. I really, I instantly regretted saying that. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to go. I'm not as, cutting it out. As, as the words came out of your mouth, I could almost see your face being like, no, stop. <laughs> that that was, like, easily the quickest regret I've ever had. I can't wait for some of our loyal fans to isolate that audio. I can't um, wait for Pocket Volcano's reaction to that. <laughs> she hates it when I say I have a solid rod. Um, also, we got, like, I got to meet, uh, Klein for the first time. Yeah, uh, actual, f- actual friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> what do you mean, actual? Genuine friend of the <laughs> show. Other friend of the show. Have Great friend Chuck of the Palumbo show. Chuck made you those friendship bracelets and everything. <laughs> I appreciate it, Charles. We over for brunch. <laughs> he he had a, a fine mimosa. Yeah, I was gonna say, he likes his mimosas. Uh... Would you do me a favor, because you're sitting over there, close mm-hmm. to the fridge, mm-hmm. and now this time I don't have to make them vamp? We're still oh my it. god, this is unreal. You're right there. Can you grab me that chilada? It's his chilada. This is unreal. Love oh, you. she is... She is not happy. <laughs> Should I have beaded curtains? You should have at least a break. And then you make me get beers so you don't have to vamp? Yeah. Well, anyways. Hey. But yeah, I got to meet Klein. That was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, oh, there was someone who came up to, uh, you were gone at this point. I think the show had just ended. I was waiting for Tom so Klein could prank him. Yeah. Yeah. So I was sitting at the table, right? And this dude comes up to me and goes, Damien? I'm like, yeah, uh, what's up, man? And he's oh. like, I'm a huge fan of the show. Oh, I, wow. I don't know who this, Great. this person is. He's yeah. like, I'm a huge fan of the show. I also work at Menards. Wow. Uh, I, I felt you when you were talking about bin, bin tags, man. It's frustrating. The Venn diagram of fans of this <laughs> podcast and Menards employees is a perfect circle containing <laughs> wow. you and that guy. Wait, you saying that you're not a fan of the show? I don't work at Menards. 
Okay. And he's not a fan yeah. of the show. <laughs> uh, I had someone, while we were wrestling, yell at me to go back to reporting the news. And I was like, that is such an insider cut that only fans of the show right. would understand. Get and only dedicated fans of the show. Yeah. Go back to your day job as a journalist, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> and bring I like, me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> it, like, it truthfully like stopped me in my tracks. I forgot what I was trying to do, but I had to stop and look for whoever I... was saying these things. I now want a sketch of Spider-Man in the Midwest. He, like, runs outside to fight crime, goes to shoot the web to swing around, and then looks around and is like, well, what? Huh? Now what? And then it's just him, like, on a bike. <laughs> they, did, they did a tiny bit of that in uh, the Spider-Man um, Homecoming, where he's, like, in that big field, and he shoots the web, and it goes nowhere. And he's oh, like, yeah. And then the next shot is right. just him running. Right, right, right. Um... Okay, now let's get to this main event. Yeah. Let's get to this fucking show. We're talking One Night Stand, 2005, coming to you dead from the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, does anyone run the Hammerstein anymore? Uh, Ring of Honor does, I think. But, like, they haven't in a while. No, probably not. But Not since the before times. The Hammerstein is such a great venue. Oh, my God. It, yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. It was perfect for the original ECW. Mm-hmm. So... I, I also, before we start talking yes. about the show, I would like to say that I've never seen an app hate its customers more than Peacock. Peacock, <laughs> Peacock, I'm pretty sure qualifies as actual terrorism. Yeah, oh like my. it's 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 too new to be outlawed by the Geneva Conventions, but I'm pretty sure in this current revision that they're working on, it's going to happen. When a multifaceted channel running out of a Kwanzaa hut produces better quality, yeah, than a commercially owned NBC yes the biggest company that can possibly company yes like Comcast NBC Verizon Xfinity Xfinity also hates their customers oh god damn it yeah, do. General Electric uh, also owned by the Shinehart Wig Factory um, is this a 30 rock pull? this is a 30 okay. rock pull um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a great joke. The idea that General Electric was actually a subsidiary of the Shineheart Wig Factory. <laughs> but if we want to tie it all together, Thirty Rock had a series or an episode about the pages going to the Olympics, and the evil page was Paul Shearer, who showed up on a GCW show to manage a group and screwed over his friend Ron Funches. That it is all ties is that, okay, together. Real quick, is that how you pronounce his last name? Maybe because I've I've only seen it. Like, it typed out? It's that or Funche. Funche? Funches. I think it's Funches. Funches! Because his, like, Twitter handle is like Bunches of Funches or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, and yeah, alright. I uh, like that. <laughs> Paul Shear is incredible in that episode of 30 yep. Rock. But, uh, Rudy Thock. So, okay. real quick, here's my thing before we get into the actual card here. When this was happening, right, when One Night Stand was happening, I was stoked. So the Rise and Fall of ECW DVD had come out a couple of years prior. It is still probably the best DVD the WWE has ever put out. It's fucking awesome. It, they name drop it. Or Joey Styles name drops it. Right. Because it made so much fucking money. Like, it was like their highest selling DVD of all time when it came out. Maybe, I'm sure it's still up there. But, awesome documentary. Everybody who's into wrestling should watch it. It's, they're swearing. You know what I mean? Like, it's shit like that. We're oh, like, yeah, oh no. my god, you know. Um, get to say damn. Yeah. They drop a hell occasionally in there too. Whoa, whatever. Oh. We whatever can say the, whatever the hell we want. Constant. <laughs> what? 
like cum shot. <laughs> so the success of that DVD starts this groundswell. We're gonna do this one night stand thing. I'm like, fuck yeah, because now I'm sitting here like, oh, we're gonna get ECW, but with WWE production value and mm-hmm. and backing and and you know whatnot. This should be fantastic, guys. I love this show. Spoiler: I absolutely fucking love it. I don't want to spoil what I think. Of I know you don't. What? I'm gonna I'm gonna save my rating for the end. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's that's the fun. first thing I noticed though when I hit play on this was that it's a TV MA. Yeah, and that's I was what, like, oh, I wanted to like I was genuinely questioning how they got that, like how that was allowed. I don't know. I mean, it was this was long before the network. This was on actual pay per view. Yeah. So. Maybe they had to do. I can't remember if they started like an hour later or something. Like I know huh. that used to be a thing with pay per views where, uh, if it was a like a, a an MMA fight or a boxing match or something that was like mature, yeah. you had to start the pay per view like eight or nine o'clock. Uh, because in theory, then all the innocent children were in bed, which is just not true. Yeah, not at all true. But yeah, okay. um. It, I also realized, like, right away, it was amazing how loud the crowd was mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Just for, like, the stupid ECW music. Yeah. yeah. Which, the, the music's not stupid. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, yeah! Green Lantern fan in the front row. Anyone catch him? No. Green Lantern fan was a fan who wore a Green Lantern jersey to wrestling shows. He was always front and center for, like, ROH shows on the East Coast. Huh. Uh, I think Carino actually like cut a promo on him one time. Amazing, uh, like on the show. But I I caught him in the audience. Um, Joey Styles out first. Mm-hmm. Huge reaction. Yeah, he looks genuinely like overwhelmed. Yeah, because at this point he had done nothing with the Fed. The only thing he had done was to be on the Rise and Fall DVD. Oh really? I okay. So I was wondering. If this was before or after he started doing commentary for Raw? This would have been before. Okay. So then it's 06 is the one... Right. Where he does that, like, shoot promo thing during Raw. uh, Yes. So, this is this. This is the first time he's done anything for them. Then when they actually relaunch ECW, he's there doing commentary and then gets shifted over to Raw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Going back to the rating thing really quickly, there are, according to this website... Six Fed pay-per-views that fall under TVMA. Oh. Are they all the ECW reboots? Nope. Only two of them. I'm going to guess One Night Stand, 05 and 06. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have any idea what else. Judgment Day, 05. Cena yeah. and JBL. Okay. Okay, because that's a bloodbath. Judgment Day, 04. That's another Eddie bloodbath. JBL. Yeah. Rumble, 04. Sean bleeds buckets there. Mm-hmm. Fully Loaded, 2000. Yeah. What was fully loaded to? Uh, that's a... Oh, no, Is no, that no, no, Rock and Benoit? Rock leads after yep. basically everyone involved takes a chair shot. Y2J gives Triple H a head-splitting chair shot and last man standing. Oh, okay. Fully loaded 99. That's Rock Benoit. Uh, that last also man. involves Taker and Stone Cold and First Blood. Yep. And Rumble 99. Rumble 99. Is that... Rock oh, that's Rock Man. Oh, 11, 11 times. times. Oh, yeah. So there's Jesus. six of them that fall under that banner. Wow. That's pretty dope. Thanks, Internet. That's tight. I spoke you. Uh, so, <laughs> I actually also kind of like that they put Foley on commentary with Joey Styles. Didn't hate it. I like Joey <sighs> Styles. 
I don't like Foley on commentary for this. Yeah? In my opinion, I hate to admit it, having gained some appreciation for ECW through reviewing it for this show, I think it takes away by having Foley there, because Foley was an ECW guy, sure, sort of. Um, But he just acted as the company shill all night. Which I was like, this will be a recurring theme in my notes. Can't we just let it be ECW? Right. Like, they think that they're only doing one of these at this point. Correct. Just let it be ECW. Yeah, that's fair. Like, for fuck's sake. Uh, I didn't notice fully that much. I did, however, like someone besides Joey Styles being there. I don't care for him being alone. He's the only commentator I know that I could actually watch a show while he's the only guy doing it, and I would like it. I can't imagine another commentator calling something solo and me not losing my mind over it. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I could do Excalibur. Yeah. That would be alright. Can we go through and name our uh, dream and nightmare commentary booths? We, did we, just, we just did this yesterday or the day before, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Uh, my dream commentary booth. Excalibur. Kevin Nash and I'm going to say JR with the caveat that it's from 1999. <laughs> okay. A dream one? Yeah. You know, you definitely just swayed me with, with your proposition there. So I'm okay. going to say JR. Um. Honestly, JR and Kevin Nash alone would be amazing. <laughs> What about you? I'm liking uh, Excalibur. Yep. And because someone brought it up, uh, Mike Tanay. Okay. Excalibur, Mike Tanay. And to make it a three-man booth, Pat McAfee. Okay. Okay, yeah. that'll work. I was going to say, your color man on this has to be incredible because there's a lot of nerd wrestle nerd already happening. Yeah, exactly. Meg, what do you got? I like McAfee, Shivani, and Excalibur. That would be fun. Yeah. My nightmare is Mark Madden, <laughs> Corey Graves, okay, and Don West. That seems like it would be uh, unintelligible, but yes. <laughs> uh, nightmare for me, but also kind of I would love it just sure. for the sick pleasure of it. Right. Give me uh, Don West. Okay. Give me Booker T. And give me Steve Mongo McMichael. Oh, <laughs> God, no. All right. My nightmare one. Mike Adamley. Oh, Randy God. Savage. <laughs> Rob Parkman. And... Hang on, I just had it, now I can't fucking remember the guy. Oh, Art Donovan. Oh shit, I was gonna, I, the one I said the other day was Rob Bartlett, Art Donovan, and <laughs> Don West. God damn it. I think uh, my nightmare would be Booker T, Jerry Lawler, and Byron Saxton. I'm almost positive that was that a commentary I'm team. I'm almost certain that happened. Oh god. I know those, all three of those guys were at least doing commentary at the same point in time, yeah. right? 
There's ha- there had to have been at least one show where that happened. Probably the main event. They pass these guys oh, around from show to show like hockey pucks. I have a second one. Okay. Lawler, Mark Madden, and Larry Zbysko. Oh because man! At no point would they talk about what's going on in the ring. Does anyone know? Well, you probably would because you watch a lot of WCW. Scott Hudson. I like Scott Hudson. He's. I don't think he's bad, but he is the most forgettable commentator ever because he's just a commentator. Because he was part of, I think, a four-man table at one point because it was him, Shivani, okay. Mark Madden, okay. and then like a revolving cast of characters. So he would get overshadowed constantly. Shivani and Samoa Joe would be cool. That would be fun. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Needs more Tony Shivani. Yes. Um... Opening match, though, for the show yeah. that we're talking about. Love it. Yeah! Lionheart Chris Jericho versus Lance T. Storm. The yep. T stands for... The... Thunder! Damn it. Anyways. Oh. Uh, I... The shitty network dubs mm-hmm. will always piss me off. However, they did a good job dubbing Lance Storm's theme here. Because Storm used... Um, El Phantasmo and the Chicken Run Blasterama by Rob Zombie in ECW. I did not know that. Deeperest of polls, because when I was a backyard wrestler, that was my theme, and I was like, has anyone ever used this before? And it was Lance Storm, and I was immediately like, oh, this Lance Storm dude's pretty tight. Hell Lance yeah. Storm's WCW theme was fucking awesome. Um, I love how they do a little, like, rewind to, like, the Impact players. Mm-hmm. And it's very much just like, oh, and Just Incredible was there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, I don't remember what exactly it was, but the opening sequence. Woo! So good. It's just classic pro wrestling, blah, 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 arm drag, arm drag, standoff. Yep. Uh, they, like, it gets played, it, this is a weird trope, but it gets played into all of the time and also not enough mm. of the, like, well, you know Lance Storm and Chris Jericho are best friends, right? Right. You know, they had their first match together, right? Right. You know, they were tag team right. champions in Smoky Mountain, right? I do know this. Did, But did you know that? Well, I I did, but I super do now. So they should know each other inside and out. They should know how to counter everything. Look Fair. at these okay. amazing yes. counters. Yeah, all right. Like, they, they love playing into that shit. Yeah. And then also at the same time, I could see it done a little bit more. Yeah. I think that the problem with it now, though, is that, like... When you when they do it now, you know that it's not like legit. Yeah. Like whenever they like the original idea, by the way, for when they were going to call up Damian Priest mm-hmm. that got scrapped was he was going to debut on SmackDown as Kevin Owens' longtime best friend. We've just never seen him before now, which is also not true. Like those guys yeah. probably hadn't even met until a couple years ago at best. You know, like I don't even think they were in Ring of Honor at the same time. No, not at all. So it, it, it's but like we now you know so much more. So we know that's bullshit. We know that's not true. And thank God they didn't do that. Yeah. But, like, back then with, like, Jericho and Lance Storm, it was like, yeah. Like, you kind of know that even, excuse me, going into it, it's like, oh, yeah, these guys are, like, tag partners, running buddies, starting yeah. together. Like When they lead into that thing, though, of, oh, they should know each, they know each other, like, the backs of their hands, right. all this and the other. If you're wrestling somebody that you have apparently known for 25 years, this got brought up on a late 90s Raw when Matt and Jeff had to wrestle, and Jerry right. was like, oh, they know each other well. Why are people never doing things they've never done before? If, you're right. first, if your opponent should know you that well, mm-hmm. right. Jericho should be pulling out burning hammers. You know, Sure, like, right. I yeah. did that against Gage. 
A burning hammer? No, uh, oh. pulled out something new. Right. I did a Death Valley driver for okay. the first and only time. See? Oh, Jesus. No, I mean, that, that, that makes more. sense. I would also argue that, like, you don't even have to be, like, best friends with somebody in this kayfabe context to, like, have them scattered and everything. You just watch the show. Yeah. There, there's decades of footage available However, wrestling implies that at any given time, anybody backstage is not in any view of whatever is happening in the ring right. until they are magically doing a run-in, uh-huh. and no other footage ever exists, and that the Titantron is useless. Uh, you know what would be a fun thing to like do to like kind of bend the um, conventions of like specifically like WWE programming? Because mm-hmm. if you're in the ring, right, on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, and you say someone's name, they're coming to that ring. Mm-hmm. Their music's going to hit whatever. Yeah. Imagine somebody cuts a promo, and the other person doesn't come out, and then later we just see that person sitting in catering, and the interviewer is like, "Hey, do you have a response for what, you know, Becky Lynch said about you at the opening of the show?" And the person's like, "What are you talking about? Yeah, she was out there. She said your name a bunch of times. Oh, this is the first I've heard of it. I've been hanging out back here all day. There's no monitor. <laughs> uh, this gazpacho is delicious, by the way. <laughs> Brock did that." Oh, was that where he was like, why would I watch the show? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was fucking fantastic. Yeah, that is that is real good. Bizarre pronunciation of fuck there for me. I don't know what happened. Why the fucking... Why the fucking shit? Um, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Leaping to the top row. Jesus, Very God. Yeah. And then the drop kick to the back yeah. after. Yeah. But like, Jesus, dude. That that leap. Um, I have to say, like, I love both of these dudes so much. And like, Canadian wrestling might be more of an influence to me than a lot of other places. Right. Like, other than, like, you know, Japan and Mexico. Like, sure. bump that. Well, Dude, okay, right. so now I'm even more mad that I didn't do the Brett Stomp yesterday. Yeah, you bitch. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> um, I have stolen the finish of this match several times. What is the finish? Because I have a note on it and I don't remember. They're tearing it up, they're tearing it up. Yep. O'Connor roll, Lance Storm kicks out, which launches Jericho through the ropes. Bang. Swat with the stick from Just Incredible. And then, that's it, right? Yeah. It's not even a roll-up, is it? He just pins him. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. The, I, the timing on that was just perfect. Yeah. Dawn Marie's oh, outfit man. is uh, covering up her Prager's body, which was heavily rumored to be what we'll call a love child between her and Kurt Angle. Yep. Mm. Really? People might yep. call up. Whoops. Now I don't. That's rumor and innuendo. Right, but that was the hot rumor in that yeah. year. Um, and also before the finish, did you see the nice little uh, ode to Jerry Lynn, who's mm-hmm. not on the show? Goes for the cradle pile driver. Yep, Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, friend of the show. Um, friend, big friend of the show. Speaking of friends of the show. Pitbull? Um, the next match. No. No, you got to have the In Memoriam first. Well, I have no notes on that. In but... Memoriams don't usually include how they oh, died. Also, <laughs> that is true. I was very... It was kind of weird how Pitbull introduced this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he, he does it like he's cutting a promo from yes. ECW, but even in, yeah. like, 98... Yeah. It's me, Pitbull Gary Wolf. Here's some people who used to wrestle here and they're dead now. Yeah, he's like trying to. Uh, I, I he's didn't, literally pumping his, like flexing I, his fist and shit, staring straight down the barrel of the camera. I don't remember. Was it slightly tilted and in a this one, room? This one was not. Okay. And I'm honestly kind of surprised by that. Yeah. Like, if they had done the slightly tilted camera coming in and out and he's just like, I'm Pitbull Gary Wolf. Some guy's got pancaked by a drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> 
They don't stay babies forever, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, because uh, when we watched this, it was a thing where I didn't realize just how young Candido was. When... How all of them were. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Terry true. Terry Gordy? Yeah. That one surprised 39? Yeah. Yeah, Terry Gordy looked 40 his entire yeah. life. And, like, I didn't even realize he wrestled in ECW. Uh, very briefly. I feel like with that in memoriam, if you had walked through the doors and waved to somebody who worked yeah. in ECW, you were put on that list. Also, hey, I didn't know Big Dick Dudley was dead. That was, that was one that I didn't notice how yeah. young. Yeah. Uh, like, he was in his early 30s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I had to look it up. Kidney failure. Damn. From painkiller abuse. Surprising. The one huh. about Candido's always going to make me yeah. so, so damn sad. Um, yeah. Now this next match, though. Yes. I wrote down, fuck yeah, Mikey Whipwreck with Tajiri. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I was even more pumped because the FBI came out. Mm-hmm. And then Super Crazy came out. Friend and of I the was, show, friend of the show. Friend of the show, friend of the show. And I was just, like, so incredibly up for this because I was like, I know it. I, I, I called what it was going to be mm-hmm. before it happened. Right. I was like, all right, so Mr. Sicilian Shooter, he's going to get... He's going to do all his fun shit, get mm. out right away, and it's just going to be Tajiri and Super Crazy doing all of their insane shit. Yep. And you know what? I'm glad that I called it. Nunzio and Tajiri have amazing chemistry, though. Yes. Yeah. All their stuff's so good. I, I've said it on a previous episode before. FBI are the fucking best because they are characters, but they are believable and fun. They're somehow cartoonish, but it's... You know, yeah, you can still kind of accept that those people would exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're entertaining as all hell. You also gave one of the greatest quotes of all time in regards to the <laughs> FBI about Big Sal. Just it looks like it's hard for him to be, which just absolutely <laughs> slaughtered me. They uh, also called him Shoot Saturn. Yes, uh, Tracy Smothers out there. Yeah, us, which is great. That's fun. Uh, I've loved seeing Tracy because I've never watched any ECW where Tracy's in the FBI. It's pretty pretty fantastic. Oh my god. Uh, how about that moonsault off the balcony? Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I said, no wonder he's super lacy now. <laughs> so, okay. I don't remember how it happened, but Tajiri got into the tar- tarantula in the coolest fucking yes. way mm-hmm. possible. I, I wonder if that was... Because I have a note here that just says, in all cap. I was also just incredibly inebriated watching this portion of the sure. show. As you should be. As, yeah, as, as is tradition. tradition. Uh, and it was after the missed spot, I guess. Because this is how the these three notes go. That missed spot, holy fucking shit. Again, all caps. The second one is, all caps, I'm coming, this is fantastic. <laughs> and then... So creative how they fucking get everyone's shit in and get the elimination. So fun. Now Crazy and Tadgers can just go the fuck off. Tadgers. Uh, I had forgotten that Triple Threats and ECW were always elimination. Mm -hmm. So then when that happened, we were sitting here watching it. It's like, oh wow, short match. Nope. Nope. And I was sad it was over because I forget how rules work. I they like, mentioned it on commentary because I didn't mm-hmm. know that until I watched this. That means I listen to commentary sometimes. Uh, also, Crazy hit one of the... Like, he made the Wasteland look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, I loved it. Great yeah. stuff. Good Great stuff. This was a fantastic fucking match. I'm assuming this is part of the 23% of the show you enjoyed. Well, so far he's into it. 
probably right. about a quarter of the way through the show. So you I got a highlight reel of early ECW. Yeah, fun. So is that what they were doing? Was like doing early boom period and later ECW packages? Because um, it didn't seem like there was really a theme. I don't think that was it. Also, like because this was never intended to be more than a one-off. Yeah, I really thought that was just more of a like. This is a pay-per-view. It's also kind of a reunion show. Yeah. And if you're watching this and don't have knowledge of... Because there's yeah. an outside chance that somebody bought this pay-per-view not knowing... Yeah, what ECW. That, you know, they would, they saw it advertised and built on Raw or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, there's a wrestling pay-per-view. So then you yeah. splice this in to be like, hey, there is actually, yeah, you know, things that occurred. It's a clip show. It, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And that's all that this was supposed to be. Sure. And frankly, all that it should have been. Correct. Yep. But... um. Did you know that there was a show that ran the night before this? Directly uh, across yes. the street? Yes. Uh, the ran Hardcore by, Ran by Shane Douglas. Yeah. Um, there's a podcast that I... It's a video podcast that I watch called OSW Review. Mm. And they reviewed that show. Yeah. Ooh. Not well. Yeah, I, I can <laughs> imagine. It's uh, also going back to the rise and fall of ECW DVD. There's also a... Another DVD that came out on the heels of that called Forever Hardcore. Yep. That is fucking stellar. I yeah. have both, and it's interesting because there's guys that are on this one that are not on that one, and there's only a few people that are on both. I think Joey Styles is on both. Because um, that Forever Hardcore was produced by Jeremy Borash, right? Correct. Yeah. And it is fascinating because that's not, you know, one, it's other people's opinions and their versions of, you know, whatever. But there's times in it where I always wanted to like play them side by side on two separate screens because on the one it's Paul Heyman saying, "I don't know where the money went for ECW. You know, I was just trying to pay everybody." Blah blah blah. Smash cut to Forever Hardcore. Paul took the money and didn't pay people. <laughs> it's just crazy because it's like uh, it's almost the uh, Arrested Development bit of. I've never made a huge mistake. Job had made a huge mistake. Like, I love all of my children equally. I don't quite care for Job. <laughs> uh, what was next? Uh, um, psychosis and Ray. Yeah. And Psychosis yeah. takes his mask off? What Shouldn't, the fuck? Yeah. And the crowd does not like it. No. I don't. Again, I don't think it's a matter of put your mask on nostalgia. I think they're being mean. That you're an ugly son of a bitch. He is. Put your mask on. He's, homely. He's a little sharp. They're... There are guys who wear masks because they're cool. And there are guys who wear masks because they they need to wear masks. Like Tessa Blanchard is sharp, to clarify. Okay, yeah. I got you. Okay. Got a face like, like a box of knives. <laughs> Gee. That, <bug. laughs> that broke God damn it. I just literally say, watched the wind go out of your you body. You literally stopped him <laughs> dead in his tracks. Uh, like, Andrade, when he was the Sombra, right. wore a mask because he was cool. Took that mask off. That's a handsome. sexy son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Wagner Jr. Yeah. Takes a mask off. Silver Fox. Sure. Psychosis. Put that back on. Homeboy. Yeah. Also, his mask Hoovy. was cool. Yeah. Hoovy, you keep that shit on, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um. Heard Super I, Dragon used to keep his on. And Penta, from what I've heard too. Huh. Probably from you, Meg. Huh. No, not you. Huh. Someone told me that. Yeah. Um. They're probably better looking than I am. Sure. Ray Phoenix needs to keep it on. God damn it. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Braden. Uh, this match, it, this was interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, to me, it showed that like Ray had kind of like matured as a worker and Psychosis had not. Yep. Um, I noticed that 
a couple of themes in these matches is the it is always an a, a straight up ECW guy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not so much in the Jericho one, right? But like straight up ECW guy and WWE guy, and the WWE guy always looks better. And it's okay. probably because they moved on and right. got in better shape and took care of themselves more. Evolved. Matured. Yeah, but yeah. like, it's evident... But do you think it's also just a thing where it's like your perspective on who the ECW guy and the WWE guy is? I don't know. Well, because like Ray and Psychosis... I mean, I guess I, Psychosis... I would almost view them as more WCW yeah, guys I was gonna than say they were WCW. ECW guys. Like, I know that like ECW is like their big break and everything yeah. that led to everything else, but... But also you've got guys, if you're making a comparison here between ECW, WC, specifically the ECW guys versus the Fed guys. So at this point, the Fed guys, I don't care how much you wrestle on the weekends, you know, as an indie guy, not besmirching any any travel schedules here. Yeah. The Fed travel schedule is so much more um, grueling. Yeah. So you have learned how to work smarter. Right, yeah. ECW guys are still working harder. Correct. So, and also, with the Fed, you are working in a more polished manner because you have to preserve yourself. Right. So these guys look like they're crisp because they've learned how to do these this stuff right. very well, where everybody else gets to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. You have your bread and butter, but you can do whatever you want in an indie show. On a Fed show, you don't. Right. Yeah. And plus, like, Ray at this point from his run in ECW when he's working with Psychosis is 13 years older and probably... 20 or 30 pounds heavier in yeah. like a good way. Are his knees marzipan at this point too? Or They're becoming. He's more marzipan than marzaman. So if, if oh, Ray... Oh no. Stop it. Folks! Nope. <laughs> if Ray went to the Fed, did Psychosis go back to Lucha? He... Man, okay. Because he had been the Mexicals. I know he had been in the Mexicals, but I think that then... Mexicals was after this though, right? Was it? Yeah. Had to yes. So in that yes. time period after ECW, Psychosis is in WCW, so then after WCW between here is seven years. Or, I'm sorry, not seven. Four. It's four. Four years. Okay. I'm way off. Uh, <laughs> so did he bounce back to Lucha? Because Lucha... I can I only don't... assume he had to have gone back to Mexico or done the independence because I don't think he was doing TNA. Because... No. And if he was, it was sparingly. I say, hot take here from Meg. I don't care what heat I get from it. I don't care how cool Lucha looks. It's sloppy as fuck every time you see it. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's... Ex- it, it's like, contrived and it's sloppy. I almost want to say it's acceptable. That it it's, is. Like, the, like that, that there's fan a, base or whatever, they're just kind of like... There's, yeah. there's, there's some forgiveness here because of the theatrics of Lucha. I will not take that away from it. So if you've got a guy who's doing exclusively Lucha for six years... And Ray, who's or four years, and Ray, who's doing Fed Lucha for four years. Yeah, you're comparing apples sure. to watermelons. Right. Like, yeah. Which one's better in, in your case? Apples. I can put caramel on apples. Okay. You could enough. put caramel on watermelon. I don't want to do that. That sounds you real could. awful. Doesn't mean you should. Should right. Um. I was so preoccupied with whether I could, I didn't realize if I should. <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Uh, Fair enough. What did uh? Did you guys like I didn't really care for this. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. a huge I, fan. I was, yeah. I was excited going in because I was like, hell yeah, Ray, he's one of my fucking yeah. top five, maybe even top three. Right. Um, but it was just kind of like, oh man, Psychosis is really taken away from Ray here. <laughs> it was just like, it was weird because it wasn't like, I didn't view it as a Psychosis-Ray match. I was like, that was an alright Ray Mysterio match. Right. This not, yeah. This isn't the crowd Ray's working for anymore. No. Right. 
And I was wondering if they were going to be pissed at Ray for doing the 619. Like, was the 619 always his finish? No. I thought it was a, a it was, fake out. He never used it as a... It wasn't even a move until he went to WWE. Yeah. Yeah, it was always a fake out. It was just something he would do. It wasn't even a kick. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I was wondering if, like, the fucking ECW nerds were all going to be pissed and be like, um, actually, his finish was a flag bullshit at... <laughs> Bullshit. I need you to come up with something and call it the flying bullshit. We came up with something yesterday that I exclusively named horse shit. I like it. Because I couldn't think of a name for it. And now that's what I'm calling it. Fantastic. I'm calling Um, it horse shit. So then uh, at this point, the quote main roster invaders show up. The Crusaders. They keep fucking calling them Crusaders. the, The heat. The energy of the crowd is fucking unmatched when it's, they show up. I love... That... Like, I've talked about this before, like, with my beloved late 90s, right? If it's over, right, I'm in. Even if it's, you know, not great, as long as it's over. That, you're right, man. Like, the, the, the tension. I don't even want to call it heat. Like, yeah. What the fucking group they bring. You start with Kurt Angle, yep. who's the, the bastion of big dick energy walking sure. in here. Like, here's my ticket, motherfuckers. JBL, who's ready to fist fight anybody who comes near him. And does. And Orlando <laughs> Jordan. And the right, fucking right. Basham brothers? Or were they I on like Raw? the Basham brothers, but what, what is like, that? Uh, also, uh, I have a note for later, but I'm going to throw it out there now. On the actual DVD release of this show, which I don't think I ever owned, but I desperately wish that I did... They had an alternate commentary because there was a mic up in the balcony with the main roster guys. They had an alternate JBL commentary. Oh, And he God. gets shoot hammered during this event, which leads I to the shit at the it. end of the show, which is not great. No. I but JBL. I have seen it, I have listened to it, and it is fucking hilarious. He is downing whiskey during this and just getting riggedy, riggedy, riggedy wrecked. And I, it's a thing where I'm like, I can't fucking believe... That they put that out on the DVD. TVMA. I guess. Like, it kind of makes me wish that they did more TVMA stuff. Now you couldn't. No, no of course no. not. No. I, am. Um, oh, God, no. Uh, I kind of, like, I, I liked this bit. I liked Angle's promo mm-hmm. a lot, especially when he just fucking cranks it up a notch. And then I wrote down that it was it was getting too long before yeah. JBL talked. Yeah. And JBL's and promo was fine, but that went on for ages. Yeah. Uh, did you catch Angle having the simultaneously best and worst comeback of all time? Yes. No. The, the you cr- suck dick. The crowd is chanting, you suck dick, you suck dick, and Angle with, like, the the rage in his voice, and all he can scream is, your mother taught me how! Yeah. Which, no. I... Don't think that makes sense. <laughs> not, not the you know worst what? comeback I'm I've for heard it. the taunting. I'm no, for it. not the worst comeback. But I'm I, for it. It's just a bizarre. I think it works. It's also like they have that shot of him and he's like real red in the face and he and looks he's like Michael his shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> he's already popped the shirt off. <laughs> he's, he's got that. He's got that polo shirt in a hold. Uh, uh, <laughs> in a hold. But like. Dude, that JBL promo went on for like the length of the Bush administration. It was just like. He should have cut it... In the middle, he hits his catchphrase. He's right. like, Because I am a wrestling god. god. Dump it. Yeah. Yep. Should have been out there. Yep. He had another promo to go. Uh, is this where Gertner shows up? Wait, what's my next Gertner note? Just say up. Sabu broken neck. Gertner showed up... Yeah. They did the, the a retrospective video. Oh, okay. Before... Yeah. 
or like during the SmackDown right. dudes coming out. Right. And it shows Sabu just absolutely. Yeah, I remember being rough. very angry seeing this because I wrote down, I love that they highlight Sabu being a dumb fuck piece of shit trash man's wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I was so cross. Jesus Christ. Um, and then, Imagine if we did like a Zawa version of this and we put in a video of Casey just caseying it up. <laughs> but we set it to Sabu's music for some reason. <laughs> Oh, Tom, you've given me a horrible idea. (laughs) I'm Moondog Bernard. (laughs) Uh, And then Rob Van Dam comes out. Yes. Whose Uh, promo is amazing, but is also four hours long. Yeah, that is also correct. It is the best promo RVD has ever cut. I understand that's a short list, but... I... The weird... Watching this now shift in sympathy towards Rob Van Dam that I had. Because uh-huh. I was, like, fine with RVD, and I liked his fed stuff. And mm-hmm. then I was just like, oh, he was a shell of a man and didn't get to do what he wanted to, and now he wants to wrestle on this one show, but his ankle's been shattered. I feel terrible. Yeah. Like, it, it got me in my little weenie hot heartstrings. Where he talks Ooh. about, like... <laughs> Also, nice. Huh? Weenie Hut Heart Yes, yeah, some Spongebob reference. Um, I know that, but it's just... Right. Uh, him talking about, like, yeah, I can talk, I can say more than a few words at a time. Yeah. Like, that popped me big. Yeah. Uh, and then fucking... And then also, Rhino just... Yeah. <laughs> cuts through him like a fucking blade. <laughs> like, I was just like, the lights went out, and I was like, Super Dragon? And then, uh, fucking Sabu is there, and then they just fight. Dude, I... Okay. I have to ask this to Brayden. Is this the best Sabu match you have seen? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes, because I have two notes right in a row that say, Lights out, Sabu is here. My next note is, wow, he didn't fuck it up. This fucking rules. Like, I loved it. I wrote down for this, uh... Rhino is fucking moving during oh, this. Oh, man. And I understand now why people liked the guy. Like, I didn't get it. Like, Because all I've ever seen of him is Rhino is here and more are coming. That era oh, Rhino. Oh, okay. Tina, yeah. Yeah, and also, like, his ooh, fed stuff and now his impact again stuff. Right. I've never seen, like, as he's peak aged, Rhino. As he's aged, it's gotten more and more toned down, yeah. obviously. But, like, sense. yeah, peak Rhino. This is, like, the last glimpse of, like, yeah. what, you, what you're calling peak Rhino. Like, that last year or so that he was in ECW and was just... Murdering. Dude, it, it was, an un, it was like, a, some blurring of, like, current Miro. Yeah. Late, or, I'm sorry, prime Goldberg. Yeah. And Brock Lesnar, almost, like... All in the same time in those last like eighteen months or so of ECW, like just. And his stuff early evasion era wasn't bad either. Right, but he was, and a part of it's also like booking positioning, sure. like you know, because Heyman made him just this, yeah, you know, unstoppable machine, force right. of nature. <laughs> Can we pause for a brief discussion about Bill Alfonso? His voice here is absolutely fucked. Right down the middle, Daddy. How do we feel about Bill Alfonso? I have a note on Bill Alfonso. My note is, Bill Alfonso is trying his hardest to ruin this segment. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I wrote down, Fonzie, just be cool, man. Fuck. Fonzie has never been cool. My, okay, this is my take on Bill Alfonso. He works in an unbelievably narrow niche. And by that, I mean, 
managing Robert Vaniel Daniel so he can hold the chair and toss the chair and do that. Slash when he would manage Sabu. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I think he really works in is being a shit heel that got beat up by Beulah McGillicuddy and Blood Buckets. Oh God, yeah. If you've ever have you ever yeah. seen that? It's the best match that doesn't have wrestlers in it. And I mean that like Sincerely. As a as a compliment, yeah. It's it's bonkers. I you know, it's it's second only to Braden's top batch of all time of Earl Hebner. <laughs> Earl Hebner versus Nick Patrick. <laughs> I couldn't finish it because I could see him out of the corner of my eye. Um, God damn it! I, you said you hit it on the head. He works in a very small, specific. Anything outside of that, I'm not. I'm not there. If it was for anybody but Sabu and right. Rob Van Dam, I would hate it more. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even when he was like very briefly managing Taz before they put yeah. him with Sabu and RVD, didn't dig it. Didn't like it at all. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I can't. And anybody who's like, oh, he's the greatest, you're wrong. He and absolutely wasn't. Why. I don't even think Bill Alfonso would think he's the greatest. No. There's like, some people who love him, and I'm just like, Ugh. Thank God he didn't have that fucking whistle with him. <laughs> Did he not? <laughs> I didn't hear it. I, I would have noted it. I think it. he had it when he came out and then I figured shut it, it was down. surgically attached to his neck. Oh, God <laughs> damn it, I hate him. Uh, I have a note here that says, let's look at all these replays of Sabu not getting the chair in position in time. <laughs> For what? That leg drop thing off the top. Oh, the Arabian face buster? buster? Yeah. The better version of that move that he used to do in ECW was the atomic Arabian face buster where he would... Guys on the table, right? Same setup. He's up top with the chair. And he would, in essence, like, uh, hold the chair back behind his knees and his calves and then do a front flip with it and just fucking waffle people. Unbelievable. I, I wrote down that I would like to never take any of Sabu's shit because it all looks incredibly painful. I've, I think I've told my Sabu story on this podcast. I don't yes. need to fucking revisit it, but let's just... Why is this happening to me? Like, uh, Fuck uh, that table spot with a massive fucking rod, though. Like, absolutely <laughs> not. Sabu did not do cardio because he walked to the gym from his house, which was like three miles away. Yeah. That was his cardio, his walk yeah. to and from the gym. Like and also Come nobody on. can deny the man's toughness. Like like that, oh, bar, yeah. that barbed wire match with Terry Funk where he you know yep. almost loses his arm, he keeps his arm yeah. back together. Yeah, Vons, get me tape. Like <laughs> he's the weirdest human being I've ever met and been in a car ride with. Yeah. Um. What was Sabu's ECW theme music? That it was that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That weird like yeah. just mm-hmm. Arabian something. Yeah. I think it was stock music or something. Maybe that oh. I had produced. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it was that. He kept it forever. He yeah. uses that on the Indies. I was yeah. gonna say, like that was his Fed stuff too. Yeah, it's one of the more identifiable. No matter where you go, mm-hmm. yeah, you know this is Sabu's music. Yeah. Are we ready to move on? Yeah. My next note is: we go from Sabu down an infinite cliff to Al Snow. I have mm. a note that just says "Ugh, Al Snow." I wrote "Fuck Al Snow." My it was a very successful pyramid scheme. My next note is mercifully. Peacock gave me an ad in the middle of this Al Snow promo. <laughs> Thanks for doing the something right, Peacock. Yeah. They did one thing right. Um, so then the raw guys show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Snitsky's there. Yep. <laughs> Get up, Maven. I don't need you. Hey! Uh, <laughs> I'll never not pop for that. <laughs> so the next match is a weird one for me. So it's Benoit and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, and my first note says, oh, this should be great. I, 
it's not. No. It, it's not. Did they call it all like, on the fly? They yeah. They had to. And, and it's a weird thing where these guys had so many great matches against each other. Yeah. And it's like, this might be the only one they ever had where somehow they were both having an off night on the same night. Yeah. Like, I was, I, I'll be honest, I was like expecting a lot more. <laughs> yeah, and I, but it's weird because it's like, what happened? Like, I remember reading shit on the internet that they were both upset about their performance and everything, and it's like, you know what I mean? But, like, I mean, that 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 does happen. Like, yeah. you're always, like, you, you can have, like, like me and Matt Cage were great in ring together. Very rarely we would still have nights where it's just like, oh, God, that just didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. nothing worked, you know? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it, I don't know, the crowd's not into it. To me, it just seemed like a not good version of the opener with Jericho and yeah. Storm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It was exactly that. And, like, the fans didn't help it at no, all. No, they were not there for So them. it makes me wonder if the fans... So, so you, you went a really weird trajectory with this show up to this point, right? Because you went um, technical with a, a kendo stick. Mm-hmm. And then we spotty go... Spotty triple threat. Spotty and some cruiserweights. And now we're back to RVD and Rhino and we're beating the hell out of each other. They want it to keep going. Right. And it okay. just kind of... Foomp. Yeah. So I think you're getting another technical thing, which, should, like you guys said, should be good based on who's right. in it. But this crowd is amped up for violence. And they yeah. just saw the most ECW-looking match on the card so far Correct. with Rhino and Sabu. So we want more ECW. And at this point, these guys are hungry for blood. You know right, this because yeah. this is the show that they're on. So to have it slow down again, and I don't know, are Benoit and Eddie not ready for that crowd? I, but here's the thing. It's like... You could say that if there were ever two people in the history of wrestling sure. that would know how to read the crowd and adapt accordingly. Sure. It's them. Like, even if they weren't ready for that crowd, Eddie especially was, like, famous for, like, oh, okay, sure. let's, you know, adjust what we're doing on the fly. This is what they're into. I, it's To me, it's just a weird bad luck thing where they were both just kind of, like, yeah. having a bad day at the same time. Sure, like, you can't be know. on all the time, right. so... I did appreciate, like, you can, and you can tell that they know the crowd isn't into it at some point. About halfway through, they both look just fucking frustrated. Yeah. Because, like, I noticed that there was a couple of times where, like, Eddie would put Benoit on a hold and just sit there until the crowd would shut up. Yep. And then they would keep going. Yep. Because, like, there's one where he puts him in a, uh, like, sleeper or something, and there's, like, fuck you Bischoff chance. Right. And he just stays there until those end, and then they keep moving. Which is probably the right thing to do. Yeah. Because it's like, otherwise, whatever they do, they're not going to pay attention. They're going to yeah. keep chanting "fuck you, Bischoff." Yeah, like I just I don't like the ECW fans. Uh, so then after this, Gertner immediately sells out, and I thought it was funny. I didn't like it. Really? I would have liked oh, to hear you. Gertner actually fucking be Joel Gertner. Oh, okay. It needed less, like. Oh, we're so sorry, WWE. You beat us here. We're going to remind okay. everyone that you beat us. Right. And I would have liked more defiance even before this ha- the Heyman promo. Sure. You know? But next, though. Next, though. Next. Dude, this... Dude. This is... <laughs> this is incredible. Meg, Meg was just talking about this crowd wants blood, and they want violence... So I bring no notes to the table Hot based, damn. based solely on Tom's reaction here. Mike Awesome Masada Tanaka? That is yeah, fucking, sure fucking correct. Dude. So 
Mike Awesome is my ultimate guilty pleasure wrestler. Like, mm-hmm. I could say, he, was he ever what I would call a good worker? No. No, no. I'm, I'm not going to say that. Was he a great psychologist? No. Was he a good promo? Oh, God, no. I will watch Mike Awesome matches for 19 consecutive hours, and I won't hesitate. Like, <laughs> um, uh, Mike Awesome should still be alive and should Absolutely. still be wrestling, um, but he doesn't look great here. No, he doesn't, but, like, he doesn't he doesn't look great in comparison to how he had looked in yeah. years prior, I think yeah. is what's, you know. And I think most of that is because he didn't have the mullet. Oh, no, he, this haircut is, is dreadful for him. He looks like, he's Mike Average. He looks like a big kid from junior high. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's just some kid that was fed shark blood every day or something. <laughs> The starting center for your freshman football team. Right, right. Uh, but that's also Masato Tanaka. Fucking rules. Goddamn. And is still ever. going. Yeah. I... Just... And he's in unbelievable shape now, too, by the way. Like, here he's, like, big, like, stocky, yeah. puffy. He's, like, lean as shit now. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's fantastic. Have him the forbidden door. Oh, Bring it to me, man. Fuck. Get to my fans. Fuck. Speaking of Masato Tanaka, he dies so much in uh-huh. this match. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh, incredible amount of death in dude, this. Dude. And the scars on Tanaka. It's <laughs> wild, ain't it? Dude, so, like, these two are, like, married to each other yep. in FMW and in ECW. I think they had, like, I want to say they had six matches, six, six singles matches in ECW. Uh, that were, like, featured. That's not yeah. kind of like house shows, you know, whatever. Uh, my favorite thing about this match is if you watch all the other yep. Tanaka and Mike Austin matches, they had, like, each one had one spot that was just fucking insane, right? This they is... took all of those and put them into this match. Yeah. <laughs> this was the Masato Tanaka, Mike Awesome like, medley. The greatest hits yeah. album. <laughs> They're just like, all these other things we've done, most of them that were finishes, nah, bro, I'll bump that. <laughs> um, also, Joey Styles just railing on Mike Awesome also, here. He has the most cringe uh-huh. call of all time. We've yep. got to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Awesome okay. does the, the taker dive or whatever, and Joey Styles says on comedy, I, I was shocked this uh-huh. was not edited out. He goes... Suicide dive by Mike Awesome, and it's a shame he didn't succeed in taking his own life. Fast forward a couple of years, and Awesome dies by suicide. Now, having oh, said that, God, I believe the day after this pay per view, Joey Styles did put out an apology and said that was too much, you know, whatever. And then when Mike Awesome did a took a, a short drop and a sudden stop, uh, put out another apology. Yeah. Uh, about it, and I was like, "Man, that was Yeesh. you talk about something that doesn't hold up, man." No. Oof! Immediately it didn't hold up a minute after. Yeah, you know what else doesn't hold up? These chairs getting wrapped Oof. around Masato Tanaka's head. God, damn it! I have a note written in four times the size lettering as all my other ones. It just says C T E C T E. That is large. It's in the head. Castrol, CTE, concussion hard. God damn it. <laughs> Lugs, brain damage of the week. <laughs> A CTE trigger? God. Oh, yes. why is that not the name of the move? All right. Um, uh, this, ma- like, just 
the ins- I can't get over the insanity of this match. It's, it's a car crash. And it's not long. No. Like, this, it starts and just goes fucking off the rails. I, I And I want to know, like, to skip ahead a bit to the finish. What the fuck was that finish? I don't know. It's the awesome bomb to the outside through the table, which, like, has been done. You've sure. seen that. And then fucking awesome <laughs> just dives. <laughs> Hang on real yeah. quick. I'm just uh, sure there's a table set up on the outside of the ring, and a giant man picks up another giant man and runs and power bombs him over his right shoulder, over the top rope, through the table to the floor. Sure, we've seen it before, but have we seen it with an unnecessary belly flop over the top rope into the concrete? <laughs> Where Awesome just plants his own nose. On the ground. Dude, it's crazy. Uh, also, this is on the alternate commentary track with JBL. This is where he really, you start to see like, oh, he's gotten into some fucking cups. Because he keeps talking about how Masato Tanaka looks like his doorman. And then just keeps calling him my doorman. And it's like, my doorman's a badass. Kick out, doorman. Kick out. And I'm like, is this racist? Or is this just a thing? When are we getting Dark Side of the Ring, JBL? It's going to be... Four hours long, yep. and I don't want it to happen because then I can I will have to stop liking JBL. Uh, just the, the the top row power bomb onto a broken table. Ow! Yeah. Was okay. So I had a question about that. Like, was that were they supposed to break the table on the tornado DDT? Absolutely. And then Awesome's just like onto the broken table. Yep. Ow! Why? Absolutely. It's uh. Can we talk about the the angle that Masato Tanaka goes through that one table when the, it, it is a running powerbomb off the apron? Yep. It's all head, no neck. He... Oh. Like, when I say Mike Awesome doesn't get the credit he deserves, by the way... Okay, what's, what, what's the most... What's the hardest part of the ring, Brayden? The apron. Now, has do you have any science to back that up? Um... No. Okay. <laughs> Mike Awesome would do back body drops on the apron in 98 at 6'6 and 300 pounds. To be fair, I think the science checks out that it was at least 18% less hard back then. What are we even doing? What is this technology? To be fair, the science is also still out on if or it is or is not Sting. Yeah, that's true. So... My uh, preliminary research has found it to be Sting. <laughs> Do you have resources cited in MPA format? So I did, uh, I actually helped him with his research. We did a, an experiment during and not during boss time. And we found out that it, it is indeed the big dog. <laughs> this article has not been peer-reviewed yet. It's just a pre-publish, however. I'm uh, just envisioning the old the old-timey alarm clock where it has the, the bell on off? each side of it and the thing in the middle go, going off and Braden in a lab coat pulls his glasses down, looks at it, makes a note that just says, no longer boss time. <laughs> uh, oh my. It's, I don't know this match, where though. that came from. Oh matter. my. This match, though. Yeah. Just It's incredible. I give it a, a five. I, I, I might watch it later tonight. <laughs> It's just unbelievable. I will say, though, that um, the more HD format doesn't do Mike Awesome well, because you can no. tell that his expression never changes at all during the entire nope. match. You could get a, He could get away with it in, like, 98 and 99, because you couldn't really fucking see shit. Yeah. But 
05, crystal clear. You he... can see him just like... <laughs> so, some of some of the the chair shots in this, though, man. God, like, I, I can't love or hate someone enough to hit yeah. them that hard. And I... I don't want to be as tough as Masato Tanaka. No. <laughs> he can have it. Wrestling that ain't that important to me. No. The battling chair spots was mm-hmm. fucking awesome, though. I love it. Great stuff. Uh, and then there's a random shitty powerbomb on referee John Milano after the match. <laughs> no that, reason that, that they don't even catch. That does not look good, by the way. Uh, the finish is on the floor. They pins him on the floor, which mm-hmm. uh, doesn't make a goddamn... There's no rules here. Not a lick of sense. This this match, in a lot of ways, is everything that I should hate about wrestling. Yeah. And I absolutely fucking love it. It's like a... It strays so far from, like, the format that right. it is just, like, you can't apply the same rules to it. It's almost a... I, I love the movie Rampage with The Rock. Yep. That movie has so many tropes in it that I, I hate, and I should not like that movie. I fucking love it. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, uh, then, up next. This is where I stopped the first night watching this. Because okay. I had to go to bed. So, the fantastic ECW theme plays. <laughs> Out comes Heyman. Which, okay, is it ever explained why... I understand why he wears the baseball cap, because mm-hmm. he's balding. Why did he always wear a fucking leather duster over his suit? It frustrates the hell out of me. I, if, I like it. If only for this setting. I might know it, but I think Meg probably... I don't know it, but I'm... It, it makes me think, like... Because it's this... Because if we, if we think back in the, in the lineage of Paul Heyman, hat, lanyard, jacket, mm-hmm. suit, disheveled, honking-ass cell phone... Right. Yep. Him not taking off his coat leads me to believe he's too fucking busy. I always, that's the vibe I get, that he's moving too that's fast. That's probably the actual logistic part. I always just looked at it as like, he probably started wearing that coat in the early 90s, early to mid 90s, and just liked the look. Because to me, I'm like, when you look, like watch the first Clerks movie, and Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whatever, he's he's wearing a, a duster and shorts in that, and it's like, for some people, I think, even, like more maybe more so out on the East Coast, I think that was just, as was the style at the time, but I just kind of took it as that. But, I don't know why I like it. There's no reason to dual jacket here, but he doesn't. Yeah, anyway. exactly. It doesn't make sense. It's just something that, like, I had seen so much that I just accepted as that was a thing. He, bear with me here, thinking about this look now. He looks like, and the, the ECW arena is in a gritty-ass part of Philly? Philly, yeah. It screams guy in an alley you want to see some shit you've never seen before that's what i'm saying it's 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 silent it's bob standing that, outside of the quick stop but even silent bob it's just like eh he has a one jacket with Heyman, it is some sort of like do you want to yeah, buy a fair. watch right. vibe sure. of just i can show you shit you've ever seen before you want to <laughs> see some guy come on a fucking dolly with a Hannibal Lecter mask go inside right. this building right. dude's 1926 in philly we're like Fuck it. Right. And went in. Like, it's it just... Because Vince is in a suit. Mm-hmm. Bischoff is in a leather jacket. Paul Heyman looks like he's running drug deals. Like, yeah. it just fits. Alright. Oh. Oh, this promo is great. Now, if he wore this now, 
If you wore that, this that, would be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid. Yeah. This but I mean, <laughs> even in 05, it's st- I get that it's the the look it's from the ECW. Throwback, yeah. But, yeah. But even when they rebooted ECW, he still was holding on to that shit. I give it up, be, Paul. Be, no, if you're, not, you're not going to for the same reason that like oh, I don't even. If you had Don West come do commentary, he'd still be in the colorful shirt and tie. It's that defining look of that that area. So in ECW, we're trying to... We've got ECW and WWE, guys. It's on TNM. This is going to be great. Or wherever the fuck they stop. Sci-fi. Thank you. It's pulling that look together. The aesthetic is there. The actual innards are not. That's fair. So you've got to see some dad flipping through and be like, oh shit, I used to watch this all the time, and on stop. That is fair. And, uh, and to retort, uh, it's stupid and dumb and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great argument. You know what? Indubitably. It's Dan. Hopkins 2024 for riveting debates like it. this. It's stupid and dumb and I hate it. Where do you stand on immigration and childcare reform, Mr. Hopkins? It's stupid and I hate it. <laughs> hey, put words in my mouth. Um, Look at uh, this promo. So though. yeah, the promo. The promo is fantastic, though. Yeah. Other than the fucking main roster guys, or not main roster, Raw and SmackDown guys, no selling it. Sure. And playing it off as like they're too cool to be insulted. Right. I fucking hated that, man. Hide your wives, it's Edge! Um, Incredible. Yeah. Although Matt freaking Hardy is three that, words. That was stupid, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I love that they were just like, that. that's three, that means nothing to me. Like, yeah. Rob Conway's standing there like he matters. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a note about Rob Conway, front and center. It's like they took the B team. Oh my god, that's just what, look at him. It, how, how little could you possibly care? To bring the B team mm. to, be- we've got like four cool, four cool dudes. <laughs> it's not a visual medium. I know. And the B team, like. But like, they aren't even putting like Christian front and center here. Like a man who's won a title. Right. Why? It's Rob Conway, Snitsky, Orlando Jordan, the Bashams. Right. They had nothing to do. I also hate. <laughs> I love and hate that the Crusaders, quote unquote, um, all of their Raw and SmackDown shirts fit their gimmick, and I fucking hate it. Somebody's so sleeves like, are cut off, right? Or yeah. Was it Tyson Tomko? Tomko's sleeves are cut off. Someone is wearing the polo shirt with the sleeves cut off. Okay. So, uh, Carlito has like I the think hanging the open, up, right? No, Edge no. has the short the polo with the oh, sleeves that's cut right. off. Okay, yeah. Um, Carlito is wearing the SmackDown blue shirt, but it's like a bu- short sleeve button right, up that right. he just has wide open. The Bashams have tucked in cut off t shirts. Like, it's all fucking awful, and then there's JBL up there being an ass, wearing <laughs> nothing. Couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very promo fun promo, though. Great promo, though. I watched this promo and a bit of the next match on the ride home from Anarchy last night. Amazing. But real quick on the promo, it, it can't be here, the fuck you, we're right, fuck you, they're wrong. No, no, that was, that that's was beyond ECW. the mat. That was beyond the that, yeah. that, That's a shoot, that's shoot ECW. ECW. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was right before... Um, Previous episode, barely legal. Their okay. first pay per view. That was the hype, the hype speech. Yeah. Um, uh, and like, it, it, he does hit some of the catchphrases and shit like that. But it just it I can't get over that like it didn't have the same. Yeah, and I mean to a degree though it couldn't no. because yeah. this is still it's so polished and yeah. honestly it's polished it's well lit it's shot well it's directed yeah. well so the it's kind of like. Um, 
Like, you know how I said earlier, it's like, okay, this is ECW, but it's got WWE backing and production value. Yeah. You're not going to bite the hand that feeds. If, no, of course not. But that production value is a double-edged sword because, yeah, now we're presenting it better, but you lose some of the charm yep. and sure. that, that ugliness and that grittiness. It's like, if you... I, they haven't done it to my knowledge, but it, it would be like if you saw the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre in 4K. I don't want yeah. that. Yeah. Well, right, I need it on a VCR. Yeah, yeah, like, that that movie should look like you bought it at a garage sale, you know, or something. So, to me, that was kind of... Is that what you mean with, like, it yeah. just seems eh, off? And just, like, the tone of it is kind of hollow to me. I don't right. know. Like, Paul's out there just absolutely selling his ass off, and I don't know. It, it just... It consistently bothers me that the WWE guys have to clearly be above ECW. Right. I think that... Because that's a common I think we theme- kind of get it at the end of the show, maybe, but... Not... A- it really... We'll, we'll get there. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a mixed bag. We'll get there. But, main event of the main event time. We got Dudley's. Yeah, we do. We got the recently canceled Tommy Dreamer. We got Sandman. Before we get to this, let's talk Dudley's real quick. Okay. I fucking love the Dudley's. Yeah. Yeah. Big yep. fan. I've listened to one episode of Busted Open Radio with uh, Bully Ray, and I liked some of what he said. Not enough that I think I'm going to go back to that show. <laughs> But, Fair I, don't, I don't know about you guys, love the Dudleys, do not necessarily care no. for them as singles competitors. Oh, I hate Not it. at all. They not at all. They, they should have always been a team. Yep. Like, like I, you know, congrats to Bubba for, like, that run in TNA and everything. Good for him. They should have always just been a team. Yep. And I think that they did the absolute most they could as a team. Mm-hmm. Like, tag champs for ECW, uh, WWE... Technically, sort of WCW. Yeah, TNA. Uh, TNA, Japan. NWA, IWGP. Yep, exactly. And it's a thing where it's like, I don't even know how many tag titles they've won. Like, major ones. It's got it's got to be deep in the double... They're not deep in the double digits, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah it is. Like, well, they were like, what, five or six-time WWE tag champs alone? I think, I think they were eight times oh, in, ECW. In, e- in ECW. Like, yeah. Yeah. Deep into some double digits there. But double digis, double digis, the old DDs, uh, DD, <laughs> the old designated driver, <laughs> designated man, make him drive your car so you don't end up in a BB body bag. <laughs> the old that guy shouldn't have been behind the wheel. Now he's dead on the pavement. Cough and flop series. He shouldn't have been behind that driver or behind the wheel of that dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> Got drunk and pancaked some ECW wrestlers this weekend. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, can I nerd out about theme music a little mm-hmm. bit more? Absolutely. Uh, Dudley's theme, Fox Hard. It's great. One of the best. Real good. Uh, not which the, is this one? Because it's not the Power Man Five Thousand one, right? No. Bombshell. No. Not it's Bombshell. Not it's just the which normal... plays on Sirius Turbo every now and then. Yeah, sure does. Uh. No, just their their the, that first one. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, really it's uh, we're coming down or something like that. Always hyped for it. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, Man in the Box ripoff, great, love it, much always. love, always. And then they actually splurged for this, and they got Inner Sandman for Sandman on this pay per view. And I we don't hate get to hear it that it is dubbed over now. It is not dubbed over on the DVD release, nope. which is crazy to me. And live, it was Inner Sandman for me. This is the last great entrance that Sandman had, and it's so fucking good. Uh, and I you, was too busy being angry that I was not hearing Enter Sandman. You can like, 
the the dubbing on this is weird because you can hear the crowd singing Mm -hmm. and because they are so loud it captures some of enter sandman right so no matter how hard they try to dub their shitty knockoff music over it you can still kind of hear enter sandman Yeah. yeah it's it's fantastic like can we also pause an appreciation for how deep that man's pockets are? He has a fucking 12-pack in his pants. I know. I need to get those jeans, you man. You have Jankos! Yeah, I'm just using them improperly. Uh, How many chiladas do you think you could fit in your pockets? Six. Is that a chilada in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Both. It's hey. eight uh, of them. <laughs> you want us to leave? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I want to watch more ECW, man. But, uh... So, this match starts to start, and then doesn't start because we get the BWO. Thank God. We're taking over. Yep. Big Stevie Cool. This is fun. Uh, there's a Kid Cash run in. There's this... I forgot about that. Un- <laughs> and him. then he's gone. There's Why this not? unbelievable dive from yeah. Kid Cash. Like, when they, when everybody's, like, grouping up to catch yeah. him, even this time watching, I was like, y'all are, like, 15 feet from the <laughs> yeah. ring. Nails it. Makes Perfect. It, dude, Just, it's unbelievable. And he's done that dive in Hammerstein. I've seen it on other ECW shows. I think we talked about one of the shows. Yeah, that I, he did. probably, yeah, but it, like. But still. Also, uh, Joey Styles giving a shout out to Fledgling Company TNA. Yeah, total nonstop attitude. Yeah. Mr. He, Kid Mr. Cash was Mr. TNA, Kid Cash, total nonstop attitude. Love it. When I watched this as it happened, I was like. He said the thing. He referenced TNA. The Forbidden Door. Uh, <laughs> and then all hell just breaks loose. Because then, we, I, somehow we get Balls and Axel out here, right? Yeah. So BWO comes out. They get fucked. Kid Cash, dive. Right. Balls and Axel come out. Ruin the BWO skulls. Right. Uh, and then, is that where the Impact players then return? I think. Uh... Also, C.W. Anderson <laughs> sitting in the front row because fuck you, you're not getting booked, you fuck. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and then no, so the Impact players don't come out yet, and I had a note that was just like, uh, ah, so this is just the segment that is we can't have a match with these freaks, so we're just gonna have them all do their <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, we by the way, we skipped over Sandman and Tommy Dreamer, beer bath motorboating Electra, and uh, Francine. Yes, in the front was, row. Oh, Electra! I was like, why was she there? I'm thinking she was in TNA, and I can't remember her name. Trinity. Yes, I was thinking her. I was like, why is she there? And then I was like, oh no, Electra showed up. Yes, Got it. correct. Got it. <laughs> Again, not a visual medium, but. Yep. And then the bell rings finally. And then. The bell has to ring. Tommy hits a goddamn artery. This match, fucking rules. Braden bleeds so much. Yes, like it. it I was the, the the unapologetic kendo shots to the ears. Yeah. Oh, oh mother, uh, fucking. This Willie Ray's the, going to hell for that. Oh yeah. Also, this is the best Sandman match. Yes. Which I know is also if you're talking about like just Low good bar. matches is a short list, but yeah. Uh, it, there's so many things in this where I'm like, oh, that was pretty safe. Oh god, that hurt. Like the, the grater spot? Dude. Easy. The what? The cheese grater? Out. Yeah, yeah. Freaks me out. Oh yeah, but he does it smart where he does like it's the big mm-hmm. loops 
And all he does is just hold it there mm-hmm. and twist it so it doesn't do anything. Right. And when he does rub it, it's the opposite way. So it's right. like all the guards. Right. So like... But it's still like... Just the it idea looks of, disgusting. Mm-hmm. The me. moment between Dreamer and Beulah. And they... Oh. I, I'm positive that was supposed to be a kiss and he was absolutely... Yeah. Slathered in his own fucking oxygen juice and decided, nope, because they hug... And, and when they go away, there is blood in, in her, her hair, hair to such a degree where it's, like, moving differently. Yeah. It looks like her hair is wet. It's congealed. It, it is amazing amount of blood. Uh, it, What I thought was very funny is how the Dudleys bitched out on the spinning ladder spot, too. Cause, I didn't even catch it. So, Tommy starts spinning. Right. Bubba feeds for one. Right. Immediately powders. Right. Devon feeds for one. Or no, 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 no. It's Devon first, then Bubba. Bubba's gone. Devon looks like he's about to get up to take another one and then just lays back down. Yep. I love it. Good call. Um, match rules. Flaming table for the finish. Hell yeah. Got to. Got to. How could you not? Where else do you go? Yeah. A little upset that Raven was in TNA at this point, because I would have loved to see a Raven cameo. Yeah, that would have been fantastic. I'm pretty sure he was on the Shane Douglas show the yep. night prior. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, Dudley's up after they bludgeon and burn Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> uh, they leave. Sandman is begging for a beer to try to bring his now dead yeah. friend back from the grave. <laughs> Steve Austin's music hits. Yeah. And I was like... What the fuck? Why? It was a weird thing because I was kind of like, oh, wow. I mean... How did they get him? He... Okay. Yeah, he was gone by this point. Yeah, for a while. Right. Like, so, three years. I don't know. Like, it it was... But I thought it was interesting because I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, he, he was there and he's yeah. definitely the biggest star to have gone through ECW. Yep. You have the beer tie-in with Sandman? That's cool. And then we end the show with this stuff. And What in the f- fuck? It, I, it, it, did you even finish the show? Yes. Okay. This I, I just wrote down, this feels like a fever dream. It really does. So the, it is the, super weird. The Raw Smackdown guys come down to the ring. The ECW guys are in the ring. We have. I always love. I, I call it the uh, the Revolutionary War, the Civil War spot, where you have yep. the line of good guys on this side and the line of bad guys on this side, and they're just about to fucking rush each other. Taz's music hits. That's cool. He's looking spherical. <laughs> He's in a shape. Yep. He's uh, in a shape. So he just <laughs> him and Angle just kind of hug each other and walk away. Um, yeah. And Angle's then, like. I don't want any fucking part of this. We're going to go snuggle on that ramp. It, this honestly made me feel like I was almost watching a house show. Yeah. Or or maybe not a house show, but like uh, maybe like an old Funky Monkey show. Like at the end of a season where they'd be like, now the bad guys get their comeuppance. Yep. Now Zishi is going to eat a finish from every person on the roster because we're taking the next three months off. Like something like that. Yeah. Uh, other unfortunate bit of dialogue. Steve Austin. Chris Benoit. Kill that son of a bitch. Yeah. Also, doesn't quite hold up. No. Um, <laughs> uh, also, yeah. just incredible that Steve Austin actually sounds like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the all of the things that he says with just complete insanity in mm-hmm. his eyes. The whole thing where he's like, I'm gonna walk up there and slap the piss out of each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... Bonkers. <sighs> yeah. Insane. I'm gonna count down to, from ten... And if I get down to, to zero, I'm going to come out there and slap the piss out of all 
yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> also, he says that, and then these 20 guys are like, just fire all right, back. well, let's go. I don't, want, like, I don't want the piss slapped out of me. <laughs> no, I need that piss to be in me. <laughs> Those waveforms are unfortunate. And then, <laughs> and, then, and then Bischoff makes his way down to commentary and just has to take a verbal... <laughs> Rating from Joey Styles. I I did like the hokiness at the end of this brawl, which by the way we're, we got to get to a thing in the brawl, but we'll come. Yes. Back. Oh, I, uh, we, the yeah. thing. I did yeah. like the hokiness of Mick Foley. Why don't you bring that sorry sack of trash, Eric Bischoff, down here? And Bischoff's face, where he just goes, "What? Oh no!" And <laughs> Foley just like removes his headset and grabs him by, by the ear or something and just makes him walk down like he's a misbehaved child. At some point, Joey Styles says that Eric Bischoff is the worst play-by-play commentator of all time. That's that is probably. mechanically false. And if he, was, if he wasn't the president of that company, he would have never had a job there or something right. like yeah. that. Uh, but he's a karate champion. So JBL beats the shit out of the Blue Meanie. Yeah. Which is... Ugh, I fucking hate him. God damn it. It is... A very not good incident. What? I don't know what. what there are just... conflicting stories on it. JBL yeah. claims that he got hit in the back of the head and was just reacting. Meanie claims he got hit in the back of the head and JBL just beat the shit out of him. Both men have. Uh, JBL has also claimed that Blue Meanie was talking shit about him on the internet and that made him angry, which. You're a fucking adult, John. Yeah. Meanie has said. I never said a goddamn thing about the fucking guy. Uh, the only thing to really come from this was evidently JBL profusely did apologize to him like later on, and then they did a match on SmackDown. They had the BWO come out on SmackDown. They had Blue Media come out for one night. He worked with JBL, gives him a chair shot, one of the chair shots that I've ever seen, and beats him. So, and I'm sure he was paid. Very handsomely for all of this, so it's still like it, it's not cool at all. No, but it's like, still unacceptable. But it, it's completely unacceptable. But at least Meanie did get to dish out the comeuppance and make some money. I just like, but no, it's not cool. I oh, it just pisses me off so goddamn much. Like that shit has no place. No, absolutely. But not. now, also knowing with your tidbit of he is just shit housed. Yeah, which it, doesn't make it better. No, it makes, which it, makes worse. it worse. Right. Because you, if you're shithoused in the ring, it's fucking irresponsible. Yeah. Because sure. you're getting hurt, somebody else is getting hurt. Right. If you get in that ring and somebody tags you accidentally, we watched Cannon get tagged with a full fucking can of PBR Correct. from somebody who was shithoused in the crowd. And uh-huh. Cannon, being of sound mind, was like, what am I going to do to him? He's drunk. He didn't know any better. This is still a fucking idiot. Right. JBL getting tagged and reacting that violently because he's that drunk. Sure. Nobody should have let him in that fucking Absolutely room. not. Absolutely not. And I'm if if Meanie put every ounce of irritation and go fuck yourself into that chair shot and he's still swinging to this day, Dude. then he, he JBL fucking deserved it. I'm sure JBL is the first person to be like, "Had it coming." It, yeah. For sure. Well, he wouldn't have agreed he wouldn't have agreed he, to take that finish unless he knew. For you know sure. what I mean? Like I'm not defending the man's actions here, but I am going to say that, like, the dude's been around long enough and done enough shit that he knows, in that sense, all right, I very badly fucked up. This guy is going to get me back. We will do this chair shot for the finish. He knows what's coming. Right. I don't know if he knew how much it was coming, because man, oh man, like, Meanie swings like he's trying to fucking chop down a tree with an axe. He should have hit him harder. 
I don't know if he could. Physics <laughs> doesn't allow it. Dude, <laughs> if I, I would, I want to. Sometime I want to make a list of my favorite chair shots of all time. Oh no! Top Why? of top of my list is just because I think it's. I don't know. All right. I Number five. <laughs> yeah, basically. My my favorite one is still Matt and Jeff on Young Lesnar. Oh God, were they that's just... that's some of the goddamn shit I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I, they I, try to kill him. No, like Jeff, uh, he, he's uh, Lesnar has Matt hooks like he's going to powerbomb, yeah, right? Okay. And Jeff, there's no possible way for Brock to. There's no hands, no nothing. Jeff swings that fucking thing like that, he's actually trying to save his brother from a bear. And the and it's a beautiful call by Jr. too because the, boom, Matt grabs one, equal, Lesnar spills out, lands on his feet. Jr. on commentary, perfect call, just goes Lesnar did not go down. That was like when they first brought Brock up or whatever on right. the main roster, and I, I remember watching that I remember live. Seeing those uh, um, on a YouTube video, or yeah, something like that they're fucking dude. I remember watching that live and like leaning forward because I was like, I can't imagine that a man can take that and not go down. Like what you have booked, be damned. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ugh. But uh, and then Eric Bischoff just eats all of the finishers. Uh huh. But you know the problem I had with it was what. All fed guys. You didn't have and Mikey Whiprack yeah. give him a fucking whatever. snapper. Yeah, that one. Which was the stunner. Yeah. Well, you can't seize on the show. That's true. Uh, or like you know, you can't have Nunzio give him the fucking Sicilian slice. Yeah, you, you, you have know, to I have. Hadn't, I hadn't noticed that. Yeah, you have to have Ray give him the six one nine. Right. Benoit gives him the headbutt, right. and then Steve gives him the stunner. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hadn't even thought of it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, you make a good well, point just, there. That's just because fuck ECW. Yeah. On their own show that we're yeah. going out of our way to do. Yep. Um, well, we still got a show. We still got a show as the top dog. Yeah, exactly. This is why Sting went under to Triple H. Yep. No, it's the same shit. Yeah. They always do it. Which is so unbelievable because it's like at that point it had been almost 20 years since yep. WCW went under. Like, that well, was just a couple years ago. At this, honestly, at that point, what is anybody going to do? Not a fucking thing. Right. They have like, kiss my ass money. They can do yep. whatever they want. Yeah. I can't wait for them to fucking make an angle out of we've driven Ring of Honor into still existing and then they just job out Rollins and AJ Styles and Cesaro and everybody <laughs> else. But, uh, uh, yeah. Also, Miller Lite must have had a sponsorship on this show or something. Jesus all Christ. All over at the end of the show. All over. Um, They're all over on that one. They're all over on the one where Austin gets Bischoff drunk. Yeah. Austin comes out on a Miller Lite Zamboni, which I'm yep. sure is just because it's at the arena. But yeah. I forget what he... Oh, he drinks his own beer now when he comes out. Yeah. yeah. Got to. Um, which he's housing IPAs. Like, he's going to get hammered. Yeah. So, around the around the horn here, we'll start with you. What do you think of the show? Thumbs up at a 45. It's not yeah. perfect, but I really did enjoy this. Huh. I mean, I'll take it. For some reason, I thought you would actually like this. What was it that brought that thumb down a couple of Just those, the things that we've talked about that just don't make sense or whatever. It's not okay. like... I liked watching the show and I enjoyed it for, like, even the several pieces I had to watch it. Right. In. But, like, it's not one where it's like, there's not a single thing on this show that's wrong. You know what I okay, mean? Okay, okay. That's, yeah. that's my... That's, that's reserving that golden thumbs up. That, for, yeah, right. I mean, okay. honestly, yeah, I, I'm very... Conservative with my all the way up thumbs. Uh, I I like to play fast and loose with the thumbs. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh, there are some dips and downs on this show, but I'm gonna say the opener, 
Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka actively trying to make each other past tense, and <laughs> the main event. Uh, to me, yeah. the, the strength of those three things alone kind of bring up the rest of the stuff. That's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, it's also one last thing, and then I want yours. Yeah. Is it weird to say that the maybe I'm wrong? I don't know. It's really strange to say that the worst match on this show, in my opinion, is Benoit versus Eddie. That yep. is unheard of. But am I wrong on that? I like, don't think you no. are, unfortunately. And Eddie's my favorite of all time. I know. It, it, this is easily the least Eddie match I've seen. Oh, yeah. It's so... Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Weird. But That um, also really disappointed me, so that's also probably what bringing the thumb down a little bit. That's fair. Uh, for me, I'm also pretty liberal with the thumbs up. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. I, I would go, like, in betwixt... 45 and all the way up. Mm-hmm. Are we going to add more We degrees? can't. That's just too much. Solid 22.5. Yeah. Also, my, my knowledge of geometry is not that good. Nin- 90? 90 is vertical. 45. No. One, eh. Zero is horizontal. 90 is vertical. 45 is halfway. Yeah, so then 180. So he's talking there. he's at like a 65 or something. Sure, I don't know. What am I talking uh, about? I'm up at a 45 degree angle right. in between mid so and up. Here. Right, but if you were up past the 45, I'm at like a 60. Oh, okay. He's at like okay. a 60. Okay, yeah. I gotcha. Uh, I, Thanks for tuning in to Protractor Talk. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this show as a whole. Mm-hmm. I did have to watch it in two parts, which I think might have taken a bit away from it for me. Right. I um, feel like if I had had... The brain power or time yeah. to watch it all at once, I think I would have a better... Yeah. Um, Benoit and Eddie was the downer for me, Yeah, which yeah. really sucked. Um, that also makes it feel even more like a fever dream. Yeah. Like, that can't... Like, uh. uh And also, like, I think, honestly, one of my favorite parts, uh, I think Mike Awesome, Masada Tanaka, absolutely go out of your way to watch that. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the triple threat. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and... When there is, in like I would say eighty percent of this show is good. The shit with the WWE that's fair. and like guys, yeah, that's kind of where I could I'm leave that. Too, but I can't. But everything else across the board, sure. fantastic. Sure. I loved it. Meg, there are things that I will independently watch out of it. I will not sit down and watch this show top to bottom. All right, fair. But are there more things you would watch independently, or are there more things that you would skip? There are more things that I would watch independently, but I think if I need something under an ECW banner, I need it to have the ECW grit. That's fair. So I'll search out Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome on any platform, Right. but I need it to be on ECW. That's, yeah, okay. Uh... We can all agree WWE CW is better than this, though, right? God it's damn it. God damn you. Have a good night. You know what? I'm kidding. This next episode now, with you putting that in at the end of this... You're going to eat the, your the fucking words. Week. It was yeah. a, literally a joke. No. We are literally going to eat no, your words. No, you mean everything you say. No. Yeah. No. Get ready for this cut-up dictionary. I've had enough. <laughs> you're done. All right, you're done. <laughs> Dump it. Uh... The usual plugs, guys. Zao Alive, uh, St. Louis Anarchy, Journey Pro, RCCW, Rocket uh, Pro Wrestling, Rocket Pro Wrestling uh, Connor's Twitter, Hopper2017, yeah. thank you, the WowEd Twitter, at WowEd Podcast, 
Braden's Twitter. Uh, at Deschain underscore QD. Uh, 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 hey, who? Uh, if you want to buy uh. Taipei dinners, it supports my company that I work for and uh, the beef ravioli at Walmart. Beeves. Oh. Yeah, beeves. Get them ravioles. beeves? Yes, we make the beeves. The plural bum, of beef bum, is beeves. Bum. The plural of beef is beeves, guys. Beeves. I understand how also, uh, follow the uh, the concept of uh, traumatic brain injuries. Um, so take care good. of your head. Yeah. Don't get injured. And on that note, let's uh, shut it down. Yep, turn See. it off so we can turn it back on again in about 30 seconds. Yeah, fuck it. The old BB. The old BB. The old body bag. The podcast is dead. We're hitting stop on the recording. Dead podcast, dead bag. This is the angriest I have ever been. (laughs) Symbolizing the end of the podcast. What are we hearing?